Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 551. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Please specify whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Both of them are free, whatever one you pick. And uh, it's including the postage and handling. Uh, I have uh, some very strong scriptures for you today, a very strong message I know the Lord is going to anoint. I've got some letters, the ones that were mentioned to me outside today. And also um, we have um, some music. Right now, let's go to the throne of the Lord and ask him to anoint this service, Father. We thank you for all your mercies and for, uh, because when we needed finances so bad, you sent them in today. And we took care of a multitude of bills. And that just is so, I'm so thankful for it. And anyone that knows, that really knows what it's like to be in the predicaments where they're uh, short on anything, you just show mercy for those that um, have a broken spirit and a contrite heart. For those that uh, let their souls be broken up, their heart be broken up, that's that fallow ground, to where your Holy Spirit can get in. Lord, we thank you and praise you for the finances. And we praise and thank you for all the souls that are being saved. We thank and praise you, Lord, for all the healings that have been going on. And we praise and thank you, Lord, for standing for us in defense against Satan's all his wiles. We know that because of the messages that you're giving me, that Satan is attacking this church harder than ever. But we know that when we pray to you and ask you to rebuke Satan, in the name of Jesus, I know that you do it because you say, whatsoever we ask, it shall be done. And Lord, I ask you to destroy the works of Satan, to open up doors for your children, send in more finances. Uh, Lord, let these uh, messages be so anointed by you that uh, more souls will be saved. And we pray that you'll give us the facilities to be able to accommodate them when they come in. Lord God, I praise and thank you, Lord, for all all the different mercies you have on us. You do not have uh, mercy on, uh, except for unsaved souls that are sinners and they come to you. And you have a mercy, though, for your children. All these people that are bombing the people in the world and aborting children, which is nothing more than first-degree murder, uh, Lord, we pray that you'll save their souls if they repent. The ones that have done it and the ones that have taken themselves into these abortion parlors, these murderous parlors. And Lord, if they truly seek you, forgive them in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, um, I ask all these things that souls would be saved and the church strengthened in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, you know, people think that because the fact that God hasn't uh, pressed them down into hell because of the sin that they've committed or many sins that they keep committing, they think that they can run on for a long time. But sooner or later, God is going to put you down and put you right square in hell in the lake of fire. And here I am, along with the Stamps Quartet, J.D. Summoning the Stamps to sing for you, run on.
Carolina. Go tell that midnight rider. Tell the gambler, the rambler, the backbiter. Don't go to Marty's gonna cut him down. Well, stop, go to Marty. Let me tell you the news. My head been wet with the midnight dew. I've been down on my bended knee, talking to the man from Galilee. My God spoke and he spoke so sweet. I thought I heard the shuffle of the angels' feet. Put one hand upon my head. Great God Almighty, let me tell you what he said. Go tell that long-tongued liar. Go tell that midnight rider. Tell the gambler, the rambler, the backbiter. Tell him, go Almighty's gonna cut him down. You may run on for a long time. Hide your hand, plumb in the dark to get your fellow man. For sure, the scud made the day and the night. What's done in the dark will be brought to the light. You may run and hide, slip and slide. Talk about the mold in your brother's side. For sure, the scud made the rich and the poor. You could reap just what you sow. You may run for a long time. Run for a long time. Run for a long time. Let me tell you, God Almighty's gonna cut you down. Go tell that long tongue liar. Some people go to church just to signify, trying to make a date with the neighbor's wife. But brother, let me tell you, just as sure as you're born, you better leave that woman alone. Because one of these days, you mark my word, you'll think that brother has gone to work. You'll sneak up and knock on the door. That's all, brother, you'll knock no more. You may run on for a long time. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, a lot of people don't know what uh, the word contrite means. But uh, the Bible tells us that we're supposed to have a broken spirit and a contrite heart. The Bible also tells us that we're to break up that fallow ground because our hearts are very hard. Now, a lot of people don't know what fallow is because they think that milk comes from behind the supermarket and eggs that they make them back there or something. They've never been on a farm. And um, in... Uh, but uh, you can't sow seed into a hard heart. It's just absolutely impossible. And um, we're going to uh, Jeremiah 4, 3, 4. It says, break up the fallow ground. In other words, your, your, um, your heart. When you break up the fallow ground, you can sow seed into it. Uh, if you sow seed on uh, ground that has not been broken up, the birds will come and eat it up. But if you break up the ground, you can sow seed in there and fertilize it and uh, put some water on it, and that seed will grow. So the Lord commands us to, he's talking about our heart, break up the fallow ground, Jeremiah 4, 3, 4. Read it, please. For thus saith the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, Break up your fallow ground, and sow not among thorns. 
Circumcise yourselves to the Lord. Okay, circumcise yourself to the Lord. That means to receive him by the Holy Spirit. Let him come into your heart so that uh, if he, uh, if we're broken, we have a broken spirit and a contrite heart, then the seed, which is the word of God, can be sown into your heart. And the word of God is, is um, spirit, the Holy Spirit. The seed of God, the word of God is spirit and it is life. And then if you let the spirit, the word, which is spirit and life, enter into your broken heart, your contrite heart, if you have contrition, if your heart is uh, contrite, which it means that it's broken down in spirit with grief and uh, penitence for sin, humbly and thoroughly penitent, uh, uh, proceeding from contrition as contrite, sighs, thoroughly bruised or broken or worn out uh, in the gospel field. Now, if you're worn out just from uh, partying and all that sort of thing, uh, it also talks of that fornication. We get into that fornication, which is also it's a physical situation, but it also is a has a spiritual significance. Uh, it talks about uh, uh, if I have time, I'll be bringing scriptures on that today. Finish it off. Circumcise yourselves to the Lord and take away the foreskins of your heart. You yeah, have- see, the Lord doesn't want us any longer to be. Uh, to be circumcised outwardly because that doesn't do us any good. Now he wants the Holy Spirit to circumcise your heart. In other words, Jesus has become the life-giving spirit now, and he wants to circumcise your heart by entering into it and making you contrite um, because you become broken down because of um, uh, in your spirit, and you have grief and penitence for sin because you've committed sin so much and now that you want all your sins washed away the lord uh, you become contrite uh, you become uh, in you enter into contrition for uh, the sin you become humble and thoroughly repentant or penitent. Contrition is a contrite. Uh, contrition is size thoroughly uh, bruised or broken or worn. You've sinned so much now that you're sick and tired of it. You're worn out with the world. And now you want to have life. Okay, finish. Ye men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem lest my fury come forth like fire and burn that none can quench it because of the evil of your doings. Okay. Now, uh, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three twenty six. The Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Okay, he took bread. And then he thanked God because he is the bread of life, and the Bible says that we have to become one bread. We don't 
uh, we're not supposed to imitate Christ. We are to be his body. That's not an imitation. That's the real thing. That's the real deal. We have to become his body. And in order to do that, we have to be contrite. We have to have a contrite spirit, a broken heart and a contrite spirit. We have to be broken down in spirit. And so I uh, read this, start that again. This is my body. First Corinthians eleven twenty three through 26. Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken See, this for is you. the communion. This is my body. Okay, who, what is Christ's body? The body of Christ is those of us that are born again of the Spirit. And what he's saying, take, take eat. This, these broken matzah crackers that are in this plate are members of my body. These are the people that are even going to do greater things than me. I have to go away. If I don't go away, I'm not going to be able to save your soul. I'm not going to be able to be the life-giving spirit, the spirit that can enter into you when you're sick and tired. You uh, know that sin hasn't paid off the way you thought it would. You've, you're broken down in spirit, and grief has hit you. Uh, there, there's all kinds of grief happening in your household. Maybe your son is rebellious and he's out on the streets and he's like, you put him in a reform school, you, uh, you put him in a military school and he got in trouble, he stole things there. And then he uh, left and he began selling drugs and now he's uh, in prison or, uh, on, um, or going to prison or he's in jail. And you're full of grief and you're broken down in spirit. All these things, because of the fact that you never raised your children the proper, you weren't saved yourself, you didn't pay any attention to uh, the scriptures, and therefore maybe your husband is broken down now, and he can't even work because of some dreaded disease, and he's in the hospital, and he's in and out of the hospital all the time, and he, nothing seems to be working for you, and you're full of grief, and you can't understand why it's happening to you. It's because you don't have a broken spirit, a broken spirit and a contrite heart. You haven't entered into contrition yet. And the Lord keeps doing, allowing these things to happen to you because you don't want the Lord. And so therefore, the, he just says, you want the devil? Here he is. Yes, I mean, I, I don't force you to do it. But here is Satan doing these things to you. Maybe your son is uh, something wrong with his head, his brain. Uh, maybe he has some kind of impediment. Um, so this uh, you have, this will cause you, if you know that all these things can come to an end, and you can be, become born again of the Spirit, and if you do that, then the Lord says he'll save your house, and he'll heal you and yours. But uh, those of you that have not been broken down yet, you just think you're going to live your life the way you do, and just meditate on the things that you want to meditate on. Well, then the Lord says, here, here's some more of Satan for you. Now here's your kid. Uh, he's gone astray. He's running around with the wrong kind of people. And if you would have raised him right, he would have been saved, winning people's souls to the Lord instead of having to be sent to all these semi-reform schools and also to these uh, camps. Or And now he's out selling drugs, and here you are. Uh, the Lord is breaking you. You'd say, I'm at wit's end. 
I don't know what to do. And then the people that are smart, they become spiritual, they become contrite, they're full of contrition, they cry out to the Lord for salvation. And when they get saved, then they see God starting to make moves in their lives, but they still don't realize that they have to be broken, just like the Lord's body. And who is the Lord's body? Once you become saved, you become a member of Christ's body. And so that's what communion is all about, is Christ's body. He says, uh, take, eat. In another place, in um, John six sixty three, he tells us that we are to eat his, he's the bread of life, he says, we have to eat his flesh, which is actually symbolic of the word of God, and drink his blood. That means in the word of God, which is the bread of life, uh, there is incorporated the Holy Spirit. Well, he says, my blood, that's symbolic of my Holy Spirit, because my spirit bringeth forth eternal life. And he said that the spirit, he says, that's why we're not to eat any kind of blood or fat, because, and a lot of people like eating rare meat, and because of that, they're picking up all kinds of diseases, because it's a commandment from the Lord not to eat blood or uh, anything that is fat. And that's why so many people are dying of heart attacks, because they eat uh, hamburgers and things like this from these different burger places. And there's uh, maybe anywhere from 25 to 40% fat in those uh, burgers. And people are getting fat and their, their arteries are being clogged. Now, I'm not uh, giving a, uh, a lesson here on health. However, those lessons are incorporated within the Word of God, which is spirit and its life. It's also bread and blood. It, bread and blood means the bread of life. Man does not live by bread alone, carnal bread, or bread that is uh, natural bread, but by every word of God. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Amen? Amen. And he breaks this bread into little pieces because he's going away, and these little pieces of bread or matzah crackers happen to be, he said, this is my body. Now read it a little bit slower so people can understand it. Take, eat. Take, eat. Now, this is the communion, he says to all his disciples. Okay, take, the bread is there. He broke, read the verse before that, where he says he broke the bread, or a couple of verses before it. The Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. Took bread, because it was to symbolize him as being the bread of life. And we who are the body of Christ are also the bread we because he's gone now in in body but he's in us in the spirit and we become the bread uh, his word through us is because we happen to be members of his body or members of that loaf of bread okay so he says here he breaks this bread go ahead and read it and when he had given thanks he break it he break what the bread Okay, the bread, he said, he broke it into pieces because he wants us to have a broken spirit and a contrite heart. He had, uh, the, remember, contrite means broken down. Amen? Amen. Broken down into little pieces. 
uh, in spirit, with grief and penitence. If you have grief, we all suffer grief. The saved and the unsaved. The, rain, the Lord causes the rain and the sun, the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. And also he has causes the sun to fall on the just people that are born again and those that are not just. And so we're not to take the things that are happening to us, if it's grief and uh, all these things, uh, as uh, that uh, this is uh, bad, because if there's still some dross in us, there's still some uh, cleansing to be done. The cleansing happens by reading the Word of God. He says we are clean by the Word of God. Mm-hmm. So we have to keep penetrating our spirits with the Spirit of God, the Word of life, and the Spirit of which the, the Spirit of God is in the words. Jesus said, the words I speak unto you are both spirit and life. He says, so now eat uh, anyone that does not eat my flesh and drink my blood, in other words, that doesn't receive my word uh, as circumcision because it's spirit and it cuts, it circumcises the foreskin on your heart. Anyone that doesn't receive that will not be saved. They're not because they're not contract. They're not broken down in the spirit with grief and penitence for sin. Humbly and uh, thoroughly, thoroughly penitent. So sometimes it takes people a long time to be totally penitent. But as long as the Lord sees them moving in that direction and that they're saved, they're no longer sinning because those that sin, the soul that sins shall surely die. So they keep proceeding from contrition as contrite, size thoroughly bruised or broken or worn. Okay? And so... When uh, the Lord's talking about people, the Lord tells people that they, uh, I heard this uh, program, it's called Ask the Pastors. Well, they asked them, you know, if uh, anybody could be divorced. And they all said, no, they said this and this and this. Well, there was a man named Abe Schneider that was a friend of ours. He had a Jewish work on Fairfax Avenue in the Jewish district of uh, Los Angeles. And he was telling people that when they get saved, they have to go back to their first wife because the Lord doesn't allow divorce. Well, the Lord told me I was at the library in downtown Los Angeles, and the Lord says, call Abe. I was just a new Christian, he says, and tell him that he's telling people the wrong thing and he's throwing people's souls because people were consulting Sue and myself. They were asking us. Uh, we love each other, and my wife is committing adultery, and her ho- husband is uh, into sin, selling drugs, and everything like that. Uh, the Lord has, I have forgiven uh, them of all their sins, even their former marriages. And so call Abe Schneider and tell him that uh, he's wrong, and that he has to uh, stop saying that to people, because he was the very one that was causing all the people to do that. And I says, uh, so I said, Lord, I've only been saved a little while. Why do I have to be the one? Can't Sue call him because she's been saved as long as him? And please, uh, Father, and he says, call him. And I could actually feel the spirit touching my ear like as to 
pull it, you know, don't be arguing with me. When I tell you to do something, do it. So, and so in order for me to be contrite, I couldn't uh, say, no, Lord, I'm not going to do it because then I would not be contrite. And the Lord was teaching me to be contrite. He says, don't say that you're too young in the Lord to uh, Jeremiah. Amen? Amen. He says, you tell them. Forget about you being young in the Lord. So I had to be one of the broken pieces. I had to pick up the phone and drop the dime. Back then it was a dime. And I said, Abe, the Lord has told me to tell you that you're saying the wrong thing to these people, uh, that you um, are telling them they have to go back to their first wife because you said that they can't be divorced. Well, but the Bible tells us that they are uh, divorced if they're committing adultery or fornication. Now, fornication, uh, the Lord tells us in Revelation chapter 2, verse 20 and 21, uh, it says, Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest, I mean, you're a born-again Christian, and you're suffering that woman Jezebel, which is symbolic of the Vatican. And you say, oh, that isn't true, because you want to be friends with the Vatican because you don't want to suffer persecution, okay? Because you don't want to keep that. You're not contrite yet. You're not broken. You're not keeping the commandments of the Lord to tell this wicked Jezebel and the people that are in there, this Jezebel who calleth herself, herself she calls herself a prophetess, uh, to, and she teaches uh, and uh seduces my servants, because there are servants in the Catholic Church, uh, to commit fornication. Well, the Lord said in the scriptures that we can divorce our wives for fornication. That means for committing uh, fornication. That means idolatry. It says put away for the cause of uh, fornication. That's Matthew 5, 31 and 32. So you people out there that have been told these lies, uh, the, the uh, people that are, say that they're Christians are putting you back in the bondage of Satan. And so the Lord wants you to be free. Okay, so read it. It hath been said, Whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. But I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced. Okay, now, fornication right there, the Lord says, you can get rid of uh, the wife uh, for fornication. But it says, if you just divorce your wife, not for fornication, she's still keeping the commandments of the Lord. But if you com you leave her while she's still serving the Lord, then that's really idol fornication or idolatry. Because you're looking at another woman or another man, and you're... Not looking at the Lord, what you're doing is you're looking uh, at fornication. This is idol worshiping. Now, fornication, the the, uh, the Webster's Dictionary states fornication figuratively, especially it's a figure or a symbol or a type in scripture, which means idolatry. So and if your wife or husband becomes idolaters, they, they believe that you can fornicate. Uh, you can commit adultery, you can kill, you murder, you can uh, lust after other men or other women, your husband. Then you can leave her because she's a fornicator or if she's an idol worshiper. If she prays to Mary, that's idolatry. Amen. Amen. Or if you pray to any of the saints 
Or if any person puts mother, father, sister, brother, son, or daughter before me, they're uh, idolaters because they're idolizing their own son or their daughter. And the Bible says that we're to prefer others before ourselves. So anything, uh, anyone that preaches any other gospel to you other than the gospel that the uh, the uh, the Lord or the um, the people that were had written the New Testament, and like Paul, Peter, the uh, apostles have written, you are to be accursed. All right. Amen. And so I'm teaching the truth. The Lord says that you can. Get rid of a woman or a man that's living in adultery, in in fornication, or they have left for a career uh, in some other phase of uh, life rather than having a career in the spiritual realm. Because the church, the true church of God, the actual body of Christ, the bread uh, which Christ is breaking here, uh, is, uh, it says, in other words, the body of Christ, his bride. Uh, the children of the bride chamber, those that sit with him in heavenly places, are the bread that's been broken here. He said, this is not me, this is my body. This is not the head, this is my body. That's you people, okay? Now, he said, finish the the, uh, scripture. This is my body, which is broken for you. Okay, so this is you guys, in other words. This is you guys, okay? which is broken, I'm not going to the cross for myself because I'm already saved in heaven. I'm going for uh, to the cross for you. This is my body, which is broken for you to take part in. Amen? Amen. Okay, then what? This do in remembrance of me. This, you keep yourself broken with a broken spirit and a contrite heart in remembrance of me. Do it on a daily basis, not as the Vatican does, because the Bible tells us to preach the word. And all they do is say, Holy Mary, Mother of God, the Lord is with thee. Blessed in the bosom, mumble, jumble, and with the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. And then it just says, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed. Just little pieces from the scripture, which makes them look in some people's brains as though they're extremely holy, but they uh, eliminate the entire rest of the Bible. And when they read the rest of the Bible, they read it wrong so that uh, they uh, make a, they make a, uh, an evidently a very uh, realistic counterfeit to the people that are not that wise, to the people that, just say, oh gosh, that's a great religion because they don't have to learn the Bible. All I got to do is to say, Hail Marys, Mother of God, and Our Fathers, and uh, read the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is. This is all part of the gospel, and that's how a good counterfeit is. Uh, what they do is they mix in the Bible with incantations, uh, in other words, chanting, which is like witchcraft or black magic, okay? And so, no, but that isn't it. You really have to be broken. And that isn't brokenness to, go, you know, put on a uniform, uh, you know, like a nun's outfit or a collar in a black suit. 
Why the Lord says that we're supposed to be dressed in white, not black. Amen. Amen. But us nuns, we have white outfits. It's not to do with the outside appearance whatsoever. It has to be, you have to be circumcised of the heart. Amen. Amen. You, you can't uh, put on a show. This is like the theatrics. Okay, so notwithstanding, I have a few things against uh, thee because thou sufferest that wicked woman Jezebel, which calls herself, uh, uh, she calls herself a prophetess. The Lord never called her to be a prophet or a prophetess, but it, uh, she calls herself a prophetess. She's like, a, well, you know, to, uh, forget about God. You know, I call myself a prophetess. But she's not a prophetess because they are just chanters. They're the exact opposite. They're actually idolaters. A prophetess to teach and seduce my servants to commit fornication. Well, Jesus says you can leave your wife if she commits fornication. If she's like chanting or if she's into incantations, if she is like uh, muttering just certain canned prayers and she repeats them, day and day, they call that suffering. But suffering really, folks, is what Christ went through in the bread that he broke in the communion. That's his body. We go to prison for, for lies. We have to take all the different false accusations about us that's suffering. If they do that, the devil's going to leave them alone. They can just say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We say that too. But we say the rest of the scriptures, and we live them. We don't only uh, chant the scriptures. We eat the body of Christ and drink his blood. We eat the word of God, which is the bread of life, and we live by the spirit, the blood that's in the actual uh, bread of life, the word of God. The word of God is the bread of life. The word of God is also the blood. The life of God is in the blood. The, the actual uh, New Testament that was written in his blood. Okay, folks? All right, so read the rest. Now, so I'm going to read the rest of this. So he says, to eat things uh, sacrificed unto idols, and I give, gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. So he said he's going to throw all you people that don't repent into a bed of affliction, all of you. And he'll afflict you until you are dead and your souls are in hell. Now he says, therefore, repent, you people that are in that cult, and come out of her, my people, and be in my body. The body which I have broken, I want you to be contrite. I want you to be independent in my, uh, of everything else in the world and to be in my body. I want you to be broken down. I want to break you down. In other words, taking up the cross and following the Lord after you get saved, he says, okay, now break down. Deny yourself. Take up the cross and follow me. And he say, follow you, yes, well, I don't want you to imitate following me. I want you to live in the Spirit. So when I enter into you, then I give you the power. And then if you're not doing the works that I told you to do, if you're not being led by the Holy Spirit, well, then you're not contrite yet. 
You're not broken down in spirit and grieve with grief and penitence. It's not a, uh, a, a easy, it's impossible for you to follow the Lord and be of the Lord if the Lord is not living in you. The, the Lord Jesus with his Father by the Spirit. Because if they're in you, then you will, and you're not going to ask him to enter into you unless you fear the word. The word says you have to be broken down. You have to become contrite. You have to have a broken spirit, a contrite heart. So the Lord says that, uh, uh, okay, uh, these uh, false Christians are telling you, yes, go back to your first wife. And I saw uh, this, uh, some of these uh, phonies on television saying, oh, that's so good. Your wife committed adultery on you and you took her back. That's it's so merciful. That isn't mercy. Mercy would to be to cast her out so that her flesh will be destroyed so that she'll become contrite, broken down in spirit with grief and penitence for sin. Humbly and thoroughly penitent, um, proceeding uh, for from contrition uh, is contrite sighs through bruised or broken down person that knows they were a prostitute, that they were a stinking uh, adulterous throw out. Let her, let Satan have her for a while and in case possibly she will become broken and then become born again of the spirit and penitent. Don't take her in and be merciful. We, the Bible says, do not have the right to forgive those kind of sins. We have to do what the Lord says. If you don't do what the Lord says, then you yourself are a sinner. You're not contrite. You are a forgiving person where the Bible says we cannot forgive sin. Only God can forgive sin. Amen? Amen. But we have to be obedient. What does the Lord say? For the cause of a fornication. I often wondered, why didn't you say adultery? Because going a woman that goes and has uh, sex with another man, or uh, uh, said, that's an adulteress. Why didn't you say adulteress? Because he says, any kind of sin that is uh, uh, a sin unto death. They're not saved because uh, the sinner, the saved, uh, person that's saved cannot sin. Because you're walking in the Holy Spirit cautiously, broken down, contrite in spirit, in grief. You're you're a a penitent person. You're penitent for sin. You can't lie because you know no liar shall enter the kingdom of heaven. So if she's a liar, put her out. It says for fornication, that covers all unforgivable sins uh, that can be forgiven if she for, asks for forgiveness. But she's not asking for forgiveness. She's not walking in the spirit if she's out there committing fornication or adultery. Amen. Amen. Adultery is just part of fornication. Uh, it's idolatry. All right. Amen. So uh, to commit fornication, to eat things, sacrifice unto idols. Uh, and to do things uh, that are idol worship, praying to Mary or praying to the saints or praying or uh, confessing to some man that calls himself a priest, which a real priest is one that is uh, has to be after the order of Melchizedek. 
And Jesus was uh, symbolized in the Old Testament as Melchizedek. And he is our uh, mediator. A mediator is just one person, not Mary and Jesus, or Jesus and Mary. It's just Jesus. There's one mediator between God and man, and that's the man Christ Jesus. To pray to idols is fornication. Does your wife or your husband pray to idols? Well, they've committed fornication. And let me tell you what the Apostle Paul says about that. Um, the Lord says you can put her away for the cause of fornication. And it says because this uh, person that is a fornicator, she sacrificed things unto idols. If you uh, put your mother, father, sister, brother, son, daughter, or anything else or anybody else in this world before the Lord, and you don't do what the Lord tells you, I had to tell Abe Schneider, hey, you're doing the wrong thing. The Lord said so, and if you don't stop it, he's going to kill you. Well, what happened? Just a few weeks after that, he died. And I saw him in his coffin. I went to his funeral. The place was just packed full of uh, mourners, but they weren't mourning. And one of his eyes was open. They did a bad job of embalming him and putting him away. And it was because uh, it's like that was uh, the Lord mocking that funeral. So the Lord says, and I gave her space to repent of her fornication. It doesn't say adultery. It says fornication. And she repented not. She wouldn't repent. How about you today? Are you going to repent? Uh, if your wife has committed adultery on you and she doesn't serve the Lord and she's chanting or your husband is doing the same thing, you have to show them that you favor God more than them, that you love God more than, they, uh, than them. And if they see you put them out, they're going to respect you uh, because you respect God more uh, than them because you know they're a bum. And anybody that would love a bum more than God by not putting them up. The, and the Apostle Paul says, if unbelievers depart, that you're not under any bondage to be married to them. And it says you can marry again. You can marry because you weren't married. You're not to be unevenly yoked with unbelievers. If they're uh, idol worshiping, they're not believers. If they're committing adultery, they're not believers. If they're becoming homosexuals or lesbians, they're not believers. You're under no bondage. That is the bondage of Satan that anybody that would tell you, go back to your first husband or your first wife. And uh, even if they're committing adultery and fornication, they're taking drugs and they don't want to know anything about Jesus. Well, it does say that if, uh, you know, the unbelieving depart... It says, um, you're not under any bondage. That's 1 Corinthians 7.15. Read it, please. But if the unbelieving depart, let him depart. A brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases. Okay, so you people that are preaching that there's no such thing as divorce. That isn't really divorce. Because this is, you, you have to put them out. That's putting them out. Uh, you're automatically divorced. And you don't have to go to the world government to get a bill of divorcement. That is, unless there's a dispute over uh, property or something like that, and you can't settle it yourselves, well, then you can get a bill of divorcement. 
And if you go to the unsaved to get divorced, they're going to say, well, why are you divorcing? And they'll, you'll say, well, because my husband committed adultery on me. Or do you think a, a, a judge that is an adulterer is going to give you a divorce for that? So you have to be merciful. Moisy. Moisy. Mercy. Forget that. Obey the Lord. Have a broken spirit and a contrite heart. Amen? Amen. Okay, so we have to be humble. Humble. Uh, for this is my body. We have to finish that in 1 Corinthians 11, 23-26. This is my body. We have to. If it's, your, if it's the Lord's body, then you have to do what he says. He's the head. Amen? Amen. You can't be just deciding with your carnal brain. What you gonna do? He says, humble yourself, okay? This is my body, then go ahead. This is my body, which is broken for you. Yes, for you, because I'm, I'm gonna be broken and you have to be broken too. You have, the Lord loves those that have a broken spirit and a contrite heart. Okay, keep going. This do in remembrance of me. Okay, so do, you know, remember that you're uh, the body of Christ, that you're my body, and so you have to keep my commandments. Amen? Amen. So to remind yourself, break up that monster cracker into little pieces and remember that you have to have a broken spirit and a contrite heart. In other words, you have to be broken down. You have to be mournful for your sins. In spirit, with you have to grieve because you sinned before and stay on that straight and narrow path so that you don't fall away to the left or to the right. Okay, and then keep going. After the same manner also he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament. Now, I want you to drink it too, fellas. Okay? Amen. I want you to walk in the Spirit too. Okay? So my the life is in the blood, and so this is symbolic of my blood. And if you keep following the Word, if you keep obeying the Word, if you keep walking in the Spirit... I'm not caring about your daughter, your son, your mother, your father. You care to them enough to preach the gospel to them. And if they don't receive it, well, then they haven't become contrite yet. Pray that they'll be saved. Okay? Pray that they'll be saved. But uh, if your daughter or your husband or your uh, son-in-law or any of these people start committing sin... And lying, especially lying about somebody that is of the Lord, that's been highly called, and you would grieve over them, you don't call yourself a Christian. Then what? This cup is the New Testament in my this blood. Is, is, it's, not, it's not just body, uh, bread and, and blood. It's the, the whole New Testament. It isn't our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, as it is in heaven, my Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy... Hey, you know, what is this? What is this? This isn't the gospel, amen? Amen. This is heresy. It's incantation, it's black magic, it's magic, it's witchcraft. Okay, keep going. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Yeah, so drink, eat my flesh, which is the word of God, and drink my blood, walk in the spirit. Because if you walk by the letter, 
you try to serve me in the letter you're not born again the spirit isn't leading you if you try to walk by the letter you're not saved amen, amen. and you're not going to save anybody you're just going to be a confusionist you're evil unless and so you should pray you know god give me your fear Pray, Father God, give me the fear of you. Let me fear you, Father, from the top of my head to the bottom of the feet. So I want to have a broken spirit. I want to have a contrite heart. Uh, I want contrition. I want to be broken down in spirit. I want to, I'm not praying for it to have grief, but I know that when I start serving you, people are going to condemn me if I keep your word. If I uh, treat uh, a, a sin sinner... If I treat them as though they're God or I worship them so much that I don't really preach the gospel and tell them what they're doing wrong and I don't put them out and so on. My mother says, you're supposed to give money to your mother. And I says, no, mom, the Lord says to leave your mother and your father and to cleave unto your wife and you two become one flesh. And the Lord gave uh, Sue and me the money for this ministry and everything that we have is for the ministry. This this uh, this money that we have, which wasn't that much at the time, and he said, whatever, if it was a lot or if it's not a lot, it's for the Lord. Amen? Amen. And uh, she says, she paused and she sucked in some breath. She says, I wish your father would have been like you. He gave away everything that we've had. Everything. And I says, well, Mom, that's what the Bible says. If you repent, uh, you can come into the church and you can have, just like everybody else here, a house to live in, the food, clothing, you know, everything that you need, the utilities paid and the whole shot. Okay, keep finishing this scripture here. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup. In other words, then you'll remember to be broken and walk in the spirit. Okay, then what? Ye do show the Lord's death till he comes. Yeah, in other words, we have to die with the Lord. Amen? Amen. We can't just be uh, walking in the flesh because uh, we have to show the Lord's death living in us. Amen? Amen. In other words, our old life is over with. It's over with. All things become new. We're walking in the Spirit. We have life now. And so we put all these dead things away. All right? Okay, now, uh, the Lord in Deuteronomy 8, 2, and 3 let the children of Israel, they were so unruly that to humble them, he says, I want to humble you. Deuteronomy 8, 2, and 3. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years. This in the is wilderness. Moses talking to him. Okay, then what? To humble thee and to prove He thee. wants, I, I, the Lord wants to humble you. He wants you to have a broken spirit and a contrite heart. Humble. Break down not to, Our Father who art in heaven, O Holy Mary, Mother of God, the Lord is, come on, get off of that. Come into the house of God. Amen. Come over here where the Lord is, into the body of Christ and be broken. Break up that fallow ground, which is your hard heart, and receive the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Now, very quickly, we have to go into these scriptures in Psalms. Uh, Psalm 34, 18. 
The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart. Ah, see, sí, Señor. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Then what? And saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Okay, Psalm 51, 17. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken yeah, he wants us to sacrifice ourselves because Christ sacrificed ourselves for him. And instead of imitating him, we have to be him. We have to be his body. Then finish it off. A broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Okay. Isaiah fifty-seven fifteen. For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Isaiah 66, 2. We're out of time, but go ahead and read this last one. For all those things hath mine hand made, and all those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit, and trembleth at my word. Okay, so the Lord says that those that endure to the end, it takes patience to do that in 10, Matthew 10, 22, those are the ones that will be saved. Uh, this is my body that is broken for you, and he wants you to be part of his body. So um, this is the way you do that is you ask the Lord to come into your heart right now. So do that and say, My Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. He's the bread of life. And I believe that uh, He, uh, Father, that you raised him from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe that Jesus died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe, uh, Father God, that he's coming back to earth again. I open the door of my heart and I invite you, Jesus, into my heart with you, Father, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, save my soul. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. Wash all my sins away in your precious blood. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now, just raise your hands and praise and thank the Lord, and read the King James Version of the Bible. Only, not the New King James, but the Old King James Version of the Bible. Now, Sharon, go ahead and tell them how to receive a copy of this program, number 551. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries. P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alama. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for another powerful message of the truth. Amen? Amen. When you know the truth, the truth will set you free. And here I am with J.D. Sumner and the Stamps Quartet to sing about the place that is uh, called the city where the Lamb is the light. That's heaven, folks. All right, with J.D. Sumner and the Stamps, in the city where the Lamb is the light. There's a country far beyond the starry sky. There's a city where there never comes a night. If we're faithful, we shall go. Oh, in the city where they're covered, no, no.
flowers bloom forever and a day. There'll be one eternal day without a night, and our tears shall be forever wiped away. And in that city where the Lamb is alive, well, in the city where the Lamb is alive, yeah, in the city where there cometh no night, well, I gotta mention over there, that's free from toil or care. sun which shines upon us now so bright will be changed to clouds of rain until we go to that city where the lamb is alive well in the city where the lamb is alive yes in that city where there cometh no night well i got a mansion over there that's free from toil or care City where